0: Welcome to episode number 361 of Get a for Pad. And today we're talking about a very exciting topic, SEO strategies to drive diary bookings with Uplisting. And as a guest, I have Mr. Vincent Breslin. He's the co-founder and CEO of Uplisting, and he's also a member of the Technology Council of the SDR Legends Mastermind. So Vincent, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Jasper.
0: I'm excited, man. Like, I used to be an SEO specialist, so I know quite a bit about it. But that was a long time ago. That was 10 years ago when SEO was still in its early days. I know now it's, uh, a, lot of, a lot has changed. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to learn from you. Uh, what are some uh, SEO strategies that we can use on our direct booking website to uh, attract organic traffic? Right? That's, uh, that's something that a lot of people are looking into getting a direct booking uh, website right now. And what I, from what I've seen is a lot of people, uh, they know how to put one up, but then they don't really know how to, how to market, right? How to mm-hmm. actually attract yeah. editors to their page and, and get those direct bookings other than using the OTAs. So I think SEO is a super powerful strategy to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to uh, dive in. Just for the people who don't know what SEO is, can you explain quickly what is SEO?
1: Well, very basically, SEO is just making your website more appealing to search engines so your your goal the goal with seo is for your website to show up as a result when someone searches for keywords which are relevant to your business
0: yeah that's a that's a good uh, description so it's search engine optimization and it's very powerful right it's, it's, it's yeah really, it's very powerful yeah
1: it's it's i mean it's a long term kind of goal um, it 's one way to get more bookings on your direct booking engine. What it will mean is you get more traffic, which you can then convert into more direct bookings really simple formula but there's a, you know there 's a strategy around it and you want to make sure you 're targeting the right keywords. you get the quality traffic and um, not just lots of random traffic
0: exactly and, and and just to explain a little bit more how this works right when you go in Google and you search mm-hmm. for something right let's say let 's say you search for you know, apartment in Barcelona, yep. just an example, right? Google is then going to look at all the websites that talk about apartments in Barcelona and it's going to select the ones that Google thinks is the best fit for what you're actually looking for. And mm-hmm. that depends on all these different factors, like how old is the website, how much content is on the website. There's, I think there's probably hundreds of factors at play. Yeah, But essentially what you want to do is you want to uh, you want to be on the top of the, of the search results. Because with Google, it's like the first page, it's all about the first page, right? If you're on exactly. page 2, 3, 4, 5, no one's going go to look. there. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the whole idea is to get on the first page. And it's kind of like similar with Air, Airbnb and, and other OTAs because they have their own search engines as well, right? So, exactly. so you hear people talk about Airbnb SEO. So it's very, it's very similar. All the stuff that we'll be talking about kind of applies to apply uh, to so the uh, OTAs as well, right? So Google really, their goal is to show you the page that, is going, that you are going to be most interested in as a, as a user. So let's start exactly. with, uh, with the keywords. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. keywords already because obviously there's no point having traffic if you're getting visitors who are not actually t- looking to book your apartment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we have, to, we have to be very strategic about what keywords uh, to target.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, in at least in, in, in our business, we can think of two different keyword categories as well. We can break it down a bit further, um, and we can go through a few examples of those. But um, if we're asking maybe the question of how do we find keywords, and that, that's a really important part of the journey is how do we um, find relevant keywords, which we then will target in different ways. Um so finding keywords, relevant keywords is... It's as simple as thinking about when you go traveling somewhere. So it's the guest travel planning process what are you searching for you know as you go along so the first step may be that i don't actually know where i want to go so i'm based in new york um i want to find somewhere nearby you know maybe uh, in, in in an adjacent state so the first thing i'm going to search are things like best places to visit in massachusetts best places to visit in maine best places to visit in vermont you know those are those are my my first step searches from there i'm going to now we're done. So now I know I'm going to go to Massachusetts. Now after doing do some research. I'm going to say best places to visit in Massachusetts. So then I'm going to maybe look at Boston, Cape Cod. I'm going to take Cape Cod as an example. I'm going to start looking for things like things to do in Cape Cod. You know, what am I going to do in my vacation? Or I might look at things to do in Cape Cod in November. And it's going to be cold. Um, and then I've, I've stepped on Cape Cod. So now the next, the, my final step is going to be, I'm going to search something like Cape Cod beach vacation rentals. So those are kind of the steps of my journey to find somewhere to stay, uh, and we can target as vacation owners. We can target each one of those steps a little bit differently. Um, the first two, like where best places to visit in Massachusetts, best places to visit in Maine. If I'm in Massachusetts, of course, I'm gonna I can provide some blog content around that. I can do like top ten places to visit in Massachusetts, of which you know, number one is where I'm actually my vacation rental is. Then we can, you know, again, with the uh, things to do in Cape Cod, we can provide top 10 attractions in Cape Cod um, to drive that kind of content and traffic. And then finally, the most, you know, those are planning keywords. Those two categories are planning categories keywords. Um, and then finally is the, the high booking intent keyword, which is Cape Cod beach certification rentals. That's like the the high booking intent keyword is the most valuable keyword. Is what everybody will want to be targeting because that guest is going to book somewhere and we want them to book our, our location. The other two planning keywords are more like, let's try and convince this person to book in Massachusetts or in Cape Cod and hopefully then they can book our vacation rental. Each category has its place in an SEO strategy. It's all about content. So those keywords become content and where we place that content is different depending if it's a planning keyword or if it's a high booking intent keyword.
0: So you're, you're making a distinguishment between planning keywords and mm-hmm. High booking keywords.
1: Yeah, so planning keywords are going to be blog posts. You know, I'm going to have a website. I'm going to have uh, categories of you know blog posts like things to do in Cape Cod, things to do in autumn in Cape Cod, and you will find these keywords through some keyword research. We use keyword research to determine what content we'll create, but we could add tens, hundreds of pages around things to do in Cape Cod. You know, they're valuable um, resources that people will um, click on and hopefully then book your property. The high booking and high keywords are you want those to be as, you know, far down the booking funnel as possible. So you want those to be on your your listing pages. So it's, you want Somebody who's looking to, for a Cape Cod beach vacation rental, you want them to land on your actual property listing page, which then can click a button that says book now and then finish the booking process. So high booking and hand keywords will be on your listing pages and maybe also on your, uh, your search pages. So if you have like a search page where you find all of your properties or somebody can find all your properties based on availability, then you can use your high booking and hand keywords there as well.
0: Right, yeah, that makes sense. Cause somebody searching for Cape Cod uh, for Cape beach Vacation rental. That person is actually looking to book a place, right? yeah. Where somebody searching for things to do in Cape Cod, they're not ready to book a, a accommodation necessarily. They're just kind of yeah. like researching the area, right? That's interesting that you mentioned that because this is actually a strategy that I applied back in Amsterdam. I had a travel blog, travelingdutchman.com. It still exists. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't really post on there anymore. But I realized, as you as you were saying, like those high intense keywords those are much harder to rank for, mm-hmm. right? Because those are people that are looking to, to spend money basically, and so exactly. everybody is trying to rank for that keyword. So I, I tried yeah. to rank for you know, apartment in Amsterdam, but there was no way that my, my blog could rank for that because you're competing yeah. against the Booking.com, Airbnb, and the, those, you know, those companies have big budgets.
1: Exactly. So you yeah, I mean it's diff- it, it can be very difficult to search for those um short keywords, I guess we can call them. There's long tail keywords which uh we can look at. But things like I give an example of Cape Cod, beachfront vacation rentals. Like Cape Cod vacation rental is gonna be you know one of the hardest keywords to rank for. But as you start adding more words and narrow it down, you can definitely rank for those keywords. So Cape Cod, beachfront, vacation rentals for four. You know, those kind of ones um you can start ranking for. And what we want to do is come up with the keywords. And then do some research on those keywords to figure out, what. first of all, what is the search volume of those keywords? And then secondly, how difficult is it to rank for those keywords? I can just talk briefly about finding the keywords. And I'll just focus on free tools. So you can do this without any expense whatsoever. So the first step is to think of a keyword. I have my base keyword, which is Cape Cod vacation rentals or Cape Cod beachfront vacation rentals. I'll take that to Google. I'll just search for something on Google. I'll search that keyword in Google. Google will display some Autocomplete results as I start typing those things in. So from that, we can take maybe five, 10 more keywords that are um, potentially valuable to us. So Google's going to display to us as somebody who's searching the most searched or the most relevant keywords that they think are relevant to it. If I search for Cape Cod Beach vacation rentals, I can also see at the very bottom of the search results page. We'll see like a similar search. Similar searches, we can use those keywords. Um, and we can also use Google Image Search to find relevant keywords that Google are displaying. Um, so you take all those keywords, which could be you know, 20, 30, 40 keywords or more, take those, note them down in a spreadsheet. We'll then go to Google Keyword Planner, which is actually an ad. And Google Ads tool, but it's free. We're going to use it just for keyword um, research. That we, we then go through each keyword, enter the each keyword that we've collected, um, and Google will show us a result for the popularity of that keyword. You know how much? What is the actual search volume? It could be ten thousand a month. It could be twenty thousand a month. Whatever it is, it could be one hundred a month. Uh, and it'll also show us a um, how difficult it is to rank for that keyword. How competitive is that keyword? So if we can find some, you know. Relatively high search volume keywords that are of low, you know, low competition, and those are the ones that we should be targeting on our content.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of like the uh, the needle in the haystack. Is like uh, the keyword yeah. that has a lot of search volume, but that's not very competitive. It usually does yeah. go hand in hand, right? Especially if it's for sure. Especially if, if there's some booking intent behind the keyword.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it is challenging, but you can definitely make it against a long-term strategy uh, and all of those factors you mentioned at the start, like things like um, having a A really fast website you know all these factors you you need to be able to it's not just about the keywords and the content it's also the experience that somebody has when they land on that so google will serve your page to somebody if they land on your page it takes five seconds to load and they leave again then that's going to just decrease your ranking uh, in google whereas if they go to your website and they have like they spend 10 minutes reading your blog post because it's really well formulated it's uh, interesting it's got nice images whatever it is then that is an indication to google that that's a very valuable Page to provide to somebody, so there's you can compete for sure in these high, you know, very competitive keywords, and um, by just making sure that the effort you put in results in a positive experience to the to the reader.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, totally agree. Here's a couple tips from my experience. Like number one, when you start out with a new direct booking website, it's very hard to rank for competitive keywords. So mm-hmm. what I would advise people is start with start with a keyword that's not competitive. Because, because mm-hmm. again, like it's it's better to be on page one for a small keyword than to be on page eight for a higher volume keyword. Because no one's going to sure. look at page eight. I'm not sure exactly what the percentages are, but you know, when I used to do SEO, um, I think the first result on the first page would get like you know like fifteen percent of the clicks, uh, and then uh, you know second place would get like ten, and then it will go mm-hmm. down, and the seventh or the eighth or the ninth place. Still on the first page, on the first page, would get only a few percent. But then, if you look at the second page and the third page, it'd be like less than one percent, mm-hmm. right? So I think the strategy that's best is, you know, it's be- it's better to be a big fish in a in a small pond than to be a tiny fish in a giant pond. Yeah. Right? So I, I think I that's um, that's one thing that I that I learned. And then, over time, as your site gets older, google will will give it more credibility, like they call it mm-hmm. pagerank um, I believe and mm-hmm. so as you know as you're as you're putting more and more content on your site and you're getting more traffic and people are liking what they're what they 're reading on, the, on on the website, then you can start targeting the higher search keywords, for example, as, you know like uh, I started with my blog back in Amsterdam. I started writing about exactly what you suggested. I realized I can't, and there's no way I'm gonna rank for apartments in Amsterdam. So I was like, okay, let me make a neighborhood guide. So mm-hmm. I started writing about my neighborhood, and what happened was uh, eventually, people searching for my neighborhood, it would actually it was showing up in, on on the spot number three or four in Google. So I was getting a lot of traffic from people that were looking to see you know things to do in my neighborhood. And then what I did is I uh, in the content. I put some links to my Airbnb listing, so mm-hmm. I just put like, "Hey, by the way, if you're coming to this neighborhood, you should stay with me," mm-hmm. um, which quite a lot of people did, because you're you're writing about your neighborhood, is, so people see yeah. you as the expert, yeah. Yeah. and they're like, I "Hey, I can match oh, onto that." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. want to comment on those? So those are two tips. So start with uh, start with a low competition keyword and build build your way up. Yeah. What what, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, totally. I think that it kind of falls into that um, quality over quantity as well. It's like um, if you are focusing on your neighborhood, um, then people are really searching for information on that neighborhood. It's easier to create more relevant content when it's um, a much narrow focus. Um, so I think that definitely it, it just lends into the hands of the uh, page rank.
0: Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y. Dot com code pad which is P A D. Another thing you mentioned that I think is important is you know they say content is king, but content it has to be really, really good. Because there's yeah. probably 10 or people that are writing about the, the, your neighborhood. Right. So um what I learned as well is instead of posting five short articles about something, instead mm-hmm. spend all that time to create the best resource that exist because Google is going to recognize that. And yeah. so that was kind of my strategy as well behind my neighborhood guide was that I looked at, I, I Googled like um, my neighborhood in Amsterdam, things to do in in the pipe it was called. And I looked at all the articles, the top five that showed up in Google. I read all those five articles and then I took sort of the best ideas from, from those articles. And then I created one really long article that was, that had everything that the other articles had. So objectively, if you look at all those articles, you, you would always pick mine as being the best because I had that approach to it.
1: For sure. And uh, Google's like recognizing how long a person is reading your blog post for. If they're engaged for 10 minutes and the others are taking like two, three minutes engagement, then that's an indication that your content's better. You know, yeah. Um, we do that with our, with our blog. So our blog is, you know, it's for hosts or for property managers but it's very in-depth content. Like we have a a blog post that I wrote a couple of years ago about Booking.com. And it's like, literally, how do you start with Booking.com? It's a huge, huge blog post, but it ranks highly and we get so much um, traffic from that on a monthly basis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let us know, how can people use Uplisting to create their direct booking website? And then how can they use these strategies to attract traffic?
1: We offer a direct booking engine on Uplisting. It is one click basically so we are up this thing first of all as a property and channel manager we're focused on airbnb booking.com and verbal home away we're official software partners with um, with the big 3 and um, you can start you know a free trial connect your airbnb account we import all your properties your images all of the restrictions prices availability everything literally uh, and then um, you click a button and you can accept the direct booking immediately if you wanted to. You can customize your website to have keywords that you want to insert. So Cape Coat Vacation Rentals, for example. We didn't get into like, the, the technicalities of it, but like there's, there's heading tags, H2 tags, and so on. Um, meta tags, description that we obviously um, automatically populate. We have things like a, a pretty URL, which describes a property, um, which uh, helps ranking as well. But what I would say is, if you're looking to implement an SEO strategy, we see our direct booking engine as the nucleus there. It's like, we can uh, look after the direct booking process. So when a guest, uh, you know, we have the availability, we, we're basically like Airbnb. So we have the um, availability, the prices, the restrictions like length to stay, whatever it is, all dynamically synced from your opposing account that also goes to the other booking engines. Uh, a guest can then go through and book, they can pay. And we have payment plans, for example, that we, a guest can um, pay 10% upfront and the mentor seven days before check in. And um, so, all of these kind of processes that Airbnb also has that we can um, allow you to provide to direct bookings. So, first of all, the most important part is that you're going to get direct bookings um, and that you have the functionality to do that. And what we provide is a way for you do to- The way for you to do that, really simply, and in a really nice, user-friendly way for your guests. So the direct booking engine we provide has had a lot of focus on design, usability. You know, it's it's mobile responsive. It it works really well. You can uh, a guest can view it. They can see that the properties, the quality of the website, is help you have a higher conversion rate. They can book it, and so on, and everything else works as as expected. If you're looking to have like an in-depth SEO strategy. What we would recommend is having a separate website. So like um, a WordPress or a Webflow website, which is where you're going to write most of your content. So this is for the, those planning keywords. So you would use uh, WordPress or, or Webflow or, or some other site like that, um, where you know, they are experts at providing websites that hold content and look, you know, that look nice for that scenario or that, that use case. Um, so we would have like two... Uh, side by side, you would have your um, WordPress or Webflow, whatever it is, content management system where you can build out your content, and then uh, you link your direct booking engine that OppoSync provides, um, either through buttons or you know other resources on that website.
0: So you would have two websites, right? You would have your yeah, website if, and, the, and the WordPress
1: yeah. If you're if you're at, at at that stage where you're looking to really implement SEO, um, then that's what we recommend. Um, you know, we could provide content on our booking engine. Um, well, so you can add content. You can add those high booking intent keywords in our booking engine. That's what we um, where we see us being most valuable. As I mentioned before, like having the. It's not just about the content, it's also about the usability of the website and, and everything else. And We're experts in the booking process and we see WordPress and Webflow and those as experts in the content. Um, they're two very different processes as we see. So yeah, we would recommend if you're at the point where you're looking to uh, develop your SEO strategy with planning keywords, so the blog posts and whatnot, um, use a WordPress alongside uplisting to do the, um, the you know the complicated hard part, which is the actual booking process in the back end.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, that, and that's basically the strategy that I used back in uh, back in Amsterdam. I had my work blog where I was writing about Amsterdam, and then I was linking it to my Airbnb listing. But in this case, you would link it up to your direct booking engine. Yeah, I mean, back exactly. then when <laughs> when I started hosting, I don't nobody. I don't think there were any direct booking websites. I mean, there were, but that we didn't yeah. fancy systems like uh, like up, up listing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, there are there are booking websites out there or booking engines that do provide the content side. But if you look at them, they're just they're they're like a sec, you know, they're an add-on. They're like our our core focus as a product is linking with channels, you know, talking to Airbnb, booking.com, making sure you got no double bookings automating a lot of your processes through guest messaging, you know, automated guest messaging, automated, automated responses to inquiries, changing your prices. That's what our core focus is. Adding just a secondary content play on the side of our website is just not going to be as good. It's never going to be as good as a WordPress or or a Webflow who, you know, are working solidly on that side of what you need, basically.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and, and WordPress is uh is definitely... In my opinion, the number one platform uh, for that, mm-hmm. getpaidforyourpad.com, is built on WordPress. And it works, yeah, it, it works really, really well for SEO. So my, my website, getpaidforyourpad, gets about 80% of the traffic is organic. Um, so it's yes, all yeah. from Google searches, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, WordPress is the way to go. It's fairly easy to use, actually. Like I, I built getpaidforyourpad myself. <laughs> and i'm not a i'm not i'm not a definitely not a technology or web development expert at, at all so yeah. with them i think most people can do it
1: yeah obviously you can you know it it can get complicated with the plugins and whatnot. and you can add like yoast and the seo focus plugins and, and really get very very technical but you need to, if you're starting an seo strategy you need to be aware of those things anyway and you know that that is part of you know, either you're going to learn to do it and do it yourself, or bring somebody in to do it. They go side by side. It's, uh, you can't just provide content and hope for the best.
0: Got it. Yeah. And uh, if you want to try uplisting, Vincent is also generously offering a 10% discount for lifetime for everybody who mm-hmm. comes through. Get paid for your pad. Um, so just uh, just use a code uh, GPFYP, and then uh, you get uh, 10% off for life. You can also just go to getpaidforyourpad.com/uplisting. Created an easy redirect for you guys, so you can just, uh, or you can, yeah, you can type that in the URL: com slash uplisting or you can go to getpaidforyourpet.com and look in the show notes that I will create for this uh, this podcast episode. Cool, Vincent. Well, thank you for joining. Any any final thoughts? Any words of wisdom for the for the audience?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, quality over quantity. Get started probably with your high booking intent keywords. Um, You can implement them on your on your on your listing. One point is the the listing title you use on your direct booking engine is going to be different to what you use on Booking.com and Airbnb because. It needs to be relevant to location. You need to add... Rather than having... like, Maybe on Airbnb, you'd have a listing title of cozy home, sleeps for heart emoji, whatever it is. That's not going to fly for SEO. You're going to have to say something like, again, Cape Cod vacation rental, sleeps for um, something really you know, that identifies that as where it, where it is. So top tip, think about what you're targeting. That's, that's very important for your keyword research.
0: That's a really good point. Because on Airbnb, you, you, you don't really want to mention their location because people will... Figure out where to go first yeah. and then they move yeah. on FD, right? So there's no point. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point, man. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for joining. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, to the listeners, I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, next week, we'll be back with another one. So see you then. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.